This episode of BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer podcast will have adult themes and adult language, such as... At Kanye West, fuck me so hard that your cum drips out of my pussy and you can drag me around like a snail. Hello, welcome to another episode of BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer podcast. I'm Katie Natopoulos. Uh, Ryan Broderick is not here today. He uh, was in France for work and all of his computer and recording equipment was stolen from a cafe because he is a giant idiot. Um, so instead of Ryan, we have joining us today BuzzFeed senior editor Kevin Smith. Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me. Um, Kevin, thank you for doing this. Of course. So Kevin writes about a lot of things. He is sort of unique in that you're sort of an expert on a lot of the stuff you write about is sort of like guy world stuff. For the most part. But you are also a extreme expert in the world of like celebrity gossip and in particular, like you have a lot, you have a deep, deep Kardashian knowledge. I do, I do. Um, you know what, the Kardashians, they may as well be the first family of the United States. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I took it upon myself many years ago to just stay informed. You know? <laughs> I like that you sort of like undertook this as a like, well, I see where the wind is blowing on this and I better, you I know. Better get ahead of it. Yeah, better get ahead. Um, so we have Kevin here today. Uh, we will have Ryan on at the end. Uh, He has a little segment that he's going to bring to us about Lettuce Club, which is something we talked about last week. Um, We're also going to have an interview with the number one Kim Kardashian stan, Myliza Mingo, who is on the brink of retiring from stand-up. Kevin, let's talk about stands, because not everyone knows what the term stan means, right? Right. So I found two definitions of stan. One is from Urban Dictionary, and it's pretty, you know, basic. Uh, It goes, based on the central character in Eminem's song of the same name, Mm -hmm. a stan is an overzealous, manacle fan for any celebrity or athlete. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like a super fan. Yeah, pretty much. You know, somebody who really, really, really loves a particular celebrity, Mm -hmm. but chances are they haven't met them or they have, you know, very briefly or at a perfume convention or, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. Um, And then there's a even more in-depth, definition that I found from stanwars.com not starwars.com stanwars.com and their definition is a stan is an overzealous and overly devoted fan of a particular celebrity a hater is like a stan but a hater is overly devoted to being excessively negative and degrading to a particular celebrity so we have like a kind of dichotomy here you and know. I feel like there's like a lot of combination so if you're, for example, if you're a Britney Spears stan, you are almost by definition a Christina Aguilera hater. Exactly. You know, like you can't, part of being the stan is you can't just be like, well, I love Britney, but I also love Mariah too. You have to be like, fuck Mariah. Literally. And you have to be 100. <laughs> trash and garbage. 100,000% dedicated to the person that you are yeah. standing for. So, I mean, with, with regular stands, I think there's two things that are important to talk about first. Yes. One is that... The internet is full of them in a way that like, you know, you and I might be big fans of Britney Spears, Mm -hmm. but we don't devote our online existence to being like Kevin Spears or like, you know, Britney (laughs) Natopolis. But there are these huge communities on Twitter, especially where they are just 
talking about each they all like will change their avatars or their names to mm-hmm. be the name of the kind of person they'll even change their photo to be yeah. uh, an instagram photo of that person um it's it's pretty intense yeah and they they fight back and forth they and they are just fight isn't even the word yeah. they battle it's back and like, forth it's like 20 times worse than like politics Twitter, but it's people like arguing about who has more number one hits, Adele or Ariana Grande. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? This is actually, I prefer this to the political oh, stands yeah. um, because at least, you know, it's, inter- it's more entertaining. Yeah. Um, so for the most part, when we're talking about stands, tip- especially stands on Twitter, mm-hmm. we're typically talking about people who are fans of female celebrities, usually female music artists. Yes. Occasionally female celebrities in other exactly. realms. Exactly. But you know what? There are some stands for Instagram models and, you know, those type of people as well. Oh, my um, God. That's like the lowest form of stand, I right? think so, too. <laughs> Definitely. It's at the bottom of the barrel, you know? Um, but I would say that being a stan of a female artist, if you're like a teen girl, mm-hmm. is it's sort of different than being like a believer or a One Directioner yeah. because those are like you want to fuck Justin Bieber, right? But you don't want to fuck Britney Spears. You just want to support her and you love her music, exactly. And you just want her to be happy and <laughs> live a full life, you know, mm-hmm. with no sadness, only joy, and that's really coming from the heart. Yeah, you know? and so the people who are devoted to male musicians or celebrities that's a sort of different beast and it's more sexual it's completely sexual daddy you know like stuff like that (laughs) not not your father daddy the one who birthed (laughs) the one who helped birth you um not that kind of daddy So one of the things that you've noticed is that the people who are this sort of second group, we need a name for them. We don't have a name for them. Um they're like they're not stands. They're like Mutant stands. Yeah, they're like mutant stands. They're like sex stands. Sex I don't. Stand. They're, they're, I don't know what they are. They're sexual stands. We'll have to come up with a name mm-hmm. for them, but they're gross. <laughs> <laughs> they are fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so, give me some examples of what these mutant stands do. Okay, so um, please be warned that these the following tweets use very graphic language. <laughs> um, So on March 22nd, Kanye West tweeted, I used an exclamation just to be an asshole and also to make a point, exclamation point, LOL. And um, in reply to this, someone said, slap me across the face with your hard dick, (laughs) knock my teeth out, and glue them back with your cum, smiley face. That's that's just incredibly, like, uh, what a... What a mental image, you know? What a graphic (laughs) description of what someone would like to do. And I wonder if they... What were you thinking it's like, when you did this? You know, fuck me, daddy is just so basic at this it's point. Too basic, so you have it's to like, go above and beyond. <laughs> you're like, let me paint a picture for literally, you. Literally, <laughs> literally. Well, wait, let me read you this one. So Zayn Malik, he posted a tweet of his latest music video, and in response to that, um, this young woman said, "Choke me with your hands until I cough up blood and fuck my ass with the blood as lube, daddy." <laughs> Um, yeah, so. (laughs) These are very violent images. They're very violent, and I honestly don't know how to put this into words, (laughs) you know? 
it's literally unfathomable. Who thinks about these things? Is it like, do you think it's sort of a competition of like who can say the most gross thing to get them like to get attention? I think it's to get attention. Hopefully mm-hmm. they'll get a lot of likes or a lot of retweets yeah. or something like that. But a lot of times they don't because this is like so graphically disgusting. And <laughs> most of the people who are reading these are children. Think about the children, please. <laughs> Uh, let me give you one more. Okay, from Zane's, one more, one uh, more. This is the last one. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Brace yourself. This one was from a young man, or I, I assume it was from a, a guy. Um, Zane Malik, please obliterate my anus, fisting me with the metallic arms you wore at the Met Gala. Oh my god. Um, and so for all of you listening, open a new tab and Google Zayn Malik's uh, Met Gala outfit. Oh he had on this. Enti- he looked like it. He, he had on a uh, yeah, suit of armor. Yeah, it's like a armor. weird, like futuristic suit of armor. Right, 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 right. So you know what, Katie? I'm, I'm not going to read anymore. But if you want to <laughs> find these, just click on any celebrity tweet that has over 95,000 retweets and you'll see them. Yeah. It's gross. And, you know, I mean, this sort of falls in line with this sort of funny world on the internet that, like, if you look at any tweet that, like, Barack Obama does Mm -hmm. and you, like, expand the replies, it's, like, 50% people being, like, you're a reptilian overlord and you were born in Kenya. And then the other 50% are, like, fuck me, daddy. (laughs) Right. And and it's like, uh, and you're oh, like, what? That's a president. Yeah, Don't say that. Exactly. Like, what are you talking about? Like, where did this come from? Okay, I guess. Like, what goes on in these people's heads before they press the word? Tweet? Um. Yeah. So broadly, uh, the Vice site a couple months ago interviewed a couple people who are teenagers who tweet "fuck me, daddy" at the Pope. The Pope of the world. <laughs> and. <laughs> As you might expect, for the most part, they were like, you know, hey, why do you do this? And they were all like, I don't know, bored. <laughs> I mean, that's like teenagers' explanations for everything, right? Yes, but something really has to be going on in your mind for you to do that. I'm looking at one of these Pope tweets right now, and the Pope said, to my friends in Sri Lanka and the Philippines, may God bless you all. Please pray for me. And someone responded, fuck me and whisper in my ears, God bless you, daddy. what i mean i mean these people don't genuinely want to have sex with the pope i hope not (laughs) um (laughs) i think that it's like it's funny you know they know it's funny i get that but Um, the thing is like who is even seeing this this because these have very low retweets and likes so i mean are you doing this for your own internal satisfaction are you doing this for attention like where is this I think sometimes, Kevin, the most beautiful troll of all is the one that you only yourself know about, uh, you know? I, it's a I little private that. troll. Okay, okay. Secret troll. Just just, just, like, bet- just know, between you and the Pope. In your bedroom with the door closed. Yeah, you're you like... Know, all alone. Yeah, you're just <laughs> like, you know what? This isn't for this isn't for the likes. This isn't for the faves. This it's is just me. for me to say to the Pope, I'm fuck gonna, me, daddy. <laughs> I'm going to do me. All right, Katie. I'm here for that. <laughs> so... Stands have their own sort of lingo on Twitter. I wouldn't say lingo. I'd say language. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a, it's a fully formed it's language. Al- it's, it's almost <laughs> there. Um, it's right below Australian as a language, <laughs> you know, so it's it's getting there. Um, I agree. So, so that our people in our audience can, if they're out there on the internet mm-hmm. and they happen to come across a stand, but they're not sure what they are seeing. There are certain ways to identify a stand based on the language and the syntax that they are using, right? Sure. Um, so actually, I'm going to start with the number one 
most stand word uh-huh. um, or phrase. And this one, you know what this word means, but it means something completely different to a stand. Okay. That word is iconic. Ah, okay. Iconic is probably the most overused yeah. and misused word in stand, but it's one of those words where like you kind of absorb it into yourself and use it however you mm-hmm. like. So, oh my God, that Beyonce concert was iconic. Beyonce's mm-hmm. weave was iconic. Her outfit was <laughs> iconic. The visuals, iconic. Everything about it uh-huh. was iconic. You know, that's yeah. how you use it all the time. And I think that it's funny because at, at BuzzFeed internally, we've adopted some of these in, in ways not meant to be. So one of the words that stands used a lot is flop. Flop. So, you know, we all know what a flop is. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that movie was a flop. It was mm-hmm. a bomb. It did badly. Um, stands are obsessed with, like, they're really obsessed with the statistics and numbers and, like, sales numbers yes. of various artists. So they'll they be like... as well have the Billboard 200, like, in... in exactly. Bl- <laughs> in so they're like, Selena has more number one hits than Demi. Like, She's a flop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and so sort of internally, whenever uh, we would have at BuzzFeed, you would do a post that just sort of didn't sort of didn't really like find its audience, kind of was like, it was a flop. Um, <laughs> you know, I would always just be like, flop! <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so we sort of somewhat internalized some of these Oh, we've internalized words. many of them. Problematic, yeah. mm-hmm. problematic faves, mm-hmm. um, slay, yeah. um, a hit means something else different. So one of my favorite things that happened recently in the stand world that was like this weird little window. I mean, occasionally when the stand world brushes up against the like sort of normal adult world, mm-hmm. people are like, oh my God, what, what is this? <laughs> and this happened recently uh, where Ariana Grande had an album come out mm-hmm. and uh, Rolling Stone reviewed it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of normal adults read Rolling Stone. They do. And then someone noticed that there had been a change.org petition and this person lays out in like extreme detail all the things that, that they believe that this person got wrong. Oh um, obviously, this person is a huge Ariana Grande fan and they're upset that this review is not as positive as they would have liked. I wonder what they call the Ariana Grande stands. Grandis? Ari- Arianators. Ari- Arianators. That's right. Um, so a lot of people, so this this petition currently has two thousand nine hundred and twenty four uh, supporters who have signed it. Wow. Um, asking Metacritic to discard a Rolling Stone review, which is like the most meaningless thing on earth, right? <laughs> um, and the way that this is written, like it's hard to describe, but it is. Such point by point precision oh, and it may as well argument. Be a term paper. I would hire this person to be my lawyer if I like <laughs> murdered someone. Like they, they are so so very specific and accurate, and it's just very strong writing. And it's you know almost certainly probably like a teenager. They know how to dig up receipts like no one's business. Yeah. Ariana Grande, we're very sorry about your bad review in Rolling Stone. I don't even think it was a bad review. It just probably wasn't, and the album was great, you know? So just enjoy (laughs) the music that she blessed you with for this summer, and, you know, we don't have to go as far, as far, as far. Right. Sometimes, in the hierarchy of Mm standum, someone will be so head and shoulders above all other stands that they will actually... Like, it becomes their life and sort of meld. Like, they're not just hiding behind a fake picture and a fake name. Um, and they may actually get the attention of the person that they've talked that they're a stan of. An honor, I'm sure. Um, and we're going to talk to someone 
uh, who has reached that pinnacle of stand-up. Oh my Lisa Mingo, who goes on Twitter by Lisa Kardash, mm. is... By all accounts, the number one Kim Kardashian stan of all time. Wow. Um, it's a big she, fandom behind her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she is actually, she's met Kim in real life. What? Kim DMs her. And she has just graduated college and she is considering retiring from the stan lifestyle retiring. because she's, yeah, she's like, look, I don't know. You know, I've been doing this when I was young and it's time for me to move on with my life and you know I'm starting a career and it's it's you know sometimes you can grow up sometimes I don't know you, can I you guess, ever can you ever become an unstand it's like inside you so you like it's love yeah can you break love um Kevin Smith thank you so much for coming on uh you are in just so many ways more pleasant to be around than Ryan Uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk to my Lisa Mingo, a.k.a. my Lisa Kardashian, and then we're going to also uh, have a little bit of Lettuce Club from Ryan. We have joining us on the phone today, my Lisa Mingo. My Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, no problem at all. My pleasure. So, my Lisa, you came to my attention on Twitter, Kim Kardashian, who I follow, tweeted out uh, a tweet saying, like, no, don't leave, when you were saying uh, that you were considering giving up the stand lifestyle. Yeah. So, obviously, you are a huge Kim Kardashian stan. Right. And so much so that Kim knows you, is familiar with you, and would be heartbroken if you gave up being a stan. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy, right? Um, so tell me... How did this all happen, I guess? How did you become a Kim stan? Well, um, when, the, when Keeping Up With The Kardashians first came out in, like, 2007, I was in, like, the seventh or eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I wasn't a fan of anyone in, in particular. I just liked the girls. They were so new. They all had Range Rovers. They all had Blackberries. They all had, like, dressed super nice. They were just this new wave of celebrity. And I just liked them all. But I remember, like, the first or second season, uh, Kim brought her family to New Orleans to help out a family after Katrina, and I only live an hour away from New Orleans. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it touched me. Like, this person's really coming this close to where I live. She's giving back to um, a family, and she's showing it on national TV to make everyone aware that New Orleans is still going through a rough time. So Kim just became, I just became a fan of Kim in particular. I just went into full stand mode, and I just became this this Twitter character named Lisa Kardashian. It just has grown so much since. So... One of the things that I feel like I've noticed with stands is that, kind of like what you described, they're willing to defend the person they stand, no matter what. Um, right. And a lot of being a stand on Twitter is kind of a lot of fighting with other people, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's times where you argue literally all day with <laughs> one person. Just, it's like you're just trying to prove your point, and they're arguing with you, you're arguing with them, and it's, it will last all day. Like a true stand knows that, Twitter arguments will last all day if you let it. So at what point do you and Kim start to actually talk to each other? It's crazy how it happened because, you know, I was in high school. I think I was in like the 10th grade. I got up in front of my whole entire high school class and I announced, attention everyone, Kim just uh, responded to me on Twitter. <laughs> you have to get on Twitter right now. I'm like a major deal right now. I went around the whole school showing everyone that Kim replied to me. And I met her the first time in like, it was February of 2013. It was at a fragrance appearance in Jackson, Mississippi, of all places. And um, I had this shirt that said, Hey, Kim, I'm Aliza Kardashian on Twitter. 
And I remember her coming down the aisle. She looked at me, and she kind of looked at my shirt, and she kind of tilted her head a little bit. And I'm like, wait, I think, I think she knows who I am. So I went up with my perfume bottle, and she was like, oh, my God, I know you from Twitter. And I'm like, <laughs> are you serious? And she said, yeah, but she couldn't pronounce my name, of course. And she was like, how do you say your name? And I'm like, it's Then we just built this crazy connection in the same year. She invited me to sit with her um, in New Orleans at the Kanye West concert. And ever since then, like every year, something bigger and better happened. And we just built this um, kind of like a friendship, you know, like we have been through, through so much together. I mean, I've been through all her breakups, all her makeups, and just it's been so much. It's really been a journey with Kim and I. So do you consider Kim like a, a real friend? Yeah, it's so crazy, but I, I really, really do like Anytime I'm going through something with my family or anytime I'm going through something with my friends, I can always, like, message Kim on Twitter, and she'll always be there to talk to me and talk me through it and give me advice. So, definitely. Oh, my God. There are things about Kim that I understand why people find her mm-hmm. objectionable, right? Like, yeah. Um, but one thing that I feel like you really can't say is that she does seem like someone who genuinely has such a good heart and is such a kind mm-hmm. person and, like her main motivation is like from a place of good and a place of kindness and a place of sweetness. So in your life right now, you have Mm -hmm. just graduated college, right? You're sort of at a turning point in your life. Exactly. Um, And you, well, Kim sent you a graduation present, right? Yeah, she did. Um, What was it? She um, sent me an Apple watch. And it's so crazy because she uh, DM'd me. She said, hey, congratulations on graduating. I'm going to send you a graduation gift. Everything that she's ever done for me, she's always offered. I never asked her for anything, ever. She's always said, I will do this for you, not me begging her to do stuff for me. And she said, I'm going to send you a gift. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you serious? She was like, yeah, no problem at all. Oh, that is really sweet. Um, So... You're, you know, you're sort of at this crossroads in your life. You're about to embark on a professional career. You're out of school. And this is kind of why you're considering giving up the stand lifestyle, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like really one of the saddest moments ever. Because I've been doing this since I was like like 14 years old in the ninth or 10th grade. I've been doing this for so long. And it's, it's like it's something I love to do. It's not like I hate doing it. I love doing it. You know, it really has become a hobby. It's like giving up something that you've been doing for like almost 10 years and now someone's telling you, well, not, no one is telling me, but you just feel like it's time to hang it up. Mm-hmm. So why, why do you think that as a sort of adult, you can't also be a stand? Is it that it doesn't seem professional and you, you know, you want yeah. to seem professional or, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just 21 and there's a lot of people in the Kardashian fan base that's married with kids yeah. and, you know, <laughs> are, are really older, but, they have their identities hidden. And me, my face is always shown. I mean, how many how many people in the world do you know name is my Lisa? So, you know, once, once you look up at my Lisa, you're going to know that it's my Lisa Mingo or my Lisa Kardashian or my Lisa the girl who did this with him or that with him. People know who I am because my identity has never been hidden. But I'm like, how did you go from 100 to like zero or like three? <laughs> like, I, I'm in a fast lane. I don't want to get back over in a slow lane. So, you, I mean, so you have 
a really large following on social media. Yeah. Um, you have 26,000 Twitter followers, 21,000 Instagram followers. Do you think that you would shut down those pages and make new ones? Or do you think that you'll sort of delete the Kim content and just switch it over to, instead of Melisa Kardashian, make it Melisa Mingo and, you know, here's me as a normal person, not a stan? That's why I'm kind of at the crossroad. If someone asked me if I want to, if I was going to change my Twitter handle, and I'm like, I've been my Lisa Carday. Like people don't, a lot of people at, on my college campus, they don't even know my last name. <laughs> my real last name. They really call me my Lisa Carday. Like, even it's so crazy. I've gotten to the point where you know when you when you get your bill at a restaurant, I'll sign my Lisa Carday. Like, <laughs> honestly, I do, and my friends will laugh at me every time. But it's like. I forget that, like, wait, Malisa, your name is really not Kardashian. You need to slow down a mm-hmm. bit. Like I told you, I've been doing this since I was 14 years old, so I don't know if I really want to delete it. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to change my Twitter name. I think I'm going to keep it as Malisa Kardashian because it's played such a huge part in my life. But um, I'm just going to, like I said, just turn it down a couple notches. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would imagine that being in PR, that having demonstrated that you can build such a large social media following is probably also mm-hmm. like a pretty cool thing to have on a resume in a way oh, you know yeah. it has a lot of benefits of being mm-hmm. a and having like someone has a heart a heart like him has who's willing to give you these opportunities and i'm able to put that on my resume and I, I've, I've gotten a lot of calls and a lot of opportunities just because i'm a pr student and they know what i can do um, do you think that if you decide to leave the stand life that you're going to have to kind of break up with Kim, like have a conversation with her where you t- explain to her what's going on in your life and it's not you, it's me, I'm just, I'm heading in a new direction, I still love you, I hope we can be friends. <laughs> yeah, I know, I honestly had this conversation with her and I'm like, look Kim, you know, I, I think I had this with her like maybe the beginning of the year and I'm like, look, I'm going to get ready to graduate. And I'm going to have to start my life. And I said, I'm going to have to retire in a little bit. And she was like, my Lisa, no. <laughs> I'm like, Kim, I have to do it. I have to go be an adult. And she was like, I'm seriously going to cry. And I'm like, Kim, please, if you cry, I'm going to cry. And I mean, I probably have an uglier cry than her. And it's not <laughs> going to be a, a pretty scene. So anytime you need me, I promise I'll be back. But I just can't do it as often as I used to do it. And she said, okay, that's completely understandable. So she's having a rough time with it just like I am. She wants you to be a stand with benefits. Yeah. (laughs) That's really what it is. I'm like, do you want to be in a stand my part-time job? (laughs) She's like, okay, okay, you can leave. But maybe every now and then? (laughs) (laughs) And I told her, anytime you need me, I'll be back here. And she was like, my lady, this is really going to be the saddest day. And I'm like, I'm going to cry harder than you when it's time to hang it up my lisa this is making me feel a little sad too i oh, i really? i'm very i feel i feel a little verklempt about the idea of uh poor kim <laughs> being left without her no. number one stand would you describe yourself as the number one stand oh definitely if mm-hmm. there's any number higher than number one i would consider myself <laughs> whatever that number is i'm that number it's like me and kanye are the number one kim stand. <laughs> No one can come in between us. Okay, okay. Um, my Lisa, thank you so much for talking with us. Uh, we wish you the best of luck uh, in your career and all your pursuits in and out of the stand life. Um, and we, uh, I would like to, on behalf of the Internet Explorer podcast, offer our condolences to Kim uh, for, for losing you. 
Um, I'm I'm not sure she'll get over it, but uh, I hope I hope that she will. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate everything. So hi guys, it's uh, Ryan. Uh, because I'm a dumbass, I. Uh, had all my shit stolen in France last week, um, including my passport, my laptop, all my audio gear. I'm currently in a closet in the BuzzFeed UK office, jerry-rigging some uh, borrowed audio equipment together. I feel like I'm constantly apologizing to you guys about how I sound. Anyways, I did prepare something really special for you. You may remember last week I mentioned lettuce clubs, which is where a bunch of teenagers get together and try to eat a head of lettuce in under five minutes, and the first person to finish becomes the leader of the lettuce club and has to organize the next year's lettuce eating competition. So, the idea of a lettuce club, I'm pretty sure was started at the main school of science and mathematics. And the reason it became popular online was due to a Tumblr post that went super viral by a username called At Least Six Dragons. She's a 14-year-old girl. I spoke to her briefly. Um, and At Least Six Dragons pointed me in the direction of Luke Peterson, who uh, I actually have on next with me. Luke was kind enough to take time out of his day to talk about... Well, basically what it's like to get together with all your friends and eat a bunch of fucking lettuce for no reason. Other than to, you know, obviously show that you are the strongest lettuce eater in the room. Bogwaters is in the lead. Oh my, look at that bite. Hey, close second, right here, close second. He's coming through. Tell me about how you got involved with Lettuce Club. Okay. So at the main school of science and mathematics, MSSM for short, um, I was part of the first freshman class. And the year before that, there were three gentlemen who, uh, to get in the yearbook club, had a lettuce club. And it evolved to, to being where you would eat the head of lettuce. <laughs> and my junior year is when I got really into it. And I got into a competition with uh, another kid by the name of Henry Schuth. I got. I got to stop you because I, I, I. So you're describing like this competitive nature. I'm obviously envisioning some sort of Fight Club scenario, but like based around maybe a farmers market kind of vibe. I'm not really sure. T paint a picture. Like, what is a typical I'm lettuce club it. meetup She's look like? Going to work over there. The dark horse. <laughs> He's with a small on the one. Side. baby one. So we get a big table yeah. and we stack the lettuce on. Then we gather everyone in the circle. And we read, you know, the basic rules of the club. The first rule is you must eat your head of lettuce in under an hour or you are not in the club. <laughs> the second rule wow. is you may not eat anyone else's head of lettuce. And the third rule is the most important rule, no douchebaggery. No it is a very important rule around the MSSM community. I like that. I like that Lettuce Club promotes positivity and non-douchebaggery. That's nice to hear. Yeah. So um, those are the three important rules. Um, outside of that, nothing's really covered. So you can do whatever you want. What about like sauces? Like can people can people pick sauces? Like how does that work? Hey, note to future members, bring your own goddamn ranch. Yeah, people can do whatever they want to eat their head of lettuce. If they finish in under an hour, they don't eat anyone else's head of lettuce and they're not a douchebag about it. But basically the rule of succession is uh, the fastest time <laughs> as a junior um, gets to be the head of lettuce club his senior year and has to organize the meeting. It's all of the responsibility you know, with great power, being able to eat a head of lettuce extremely quickly comes great responsibility, organizing <laughs> all your friends into eating the head of lettuce very quickly. That is amazing. So, um, like, to your knowledge, like, how, how far is this spread? Because so the way I understand it is um, a kid on Tumblr shared an MSSM 
photo of that your lettuce club and it went all over the place so how many do you know of uh how many lettuce clubs do i know of well basically when you contacted me i started looking around because you know i was like i forget where my lettuce club facebook page went i wonder if <laughs> i because i had passed that down to the next person i believe so i searched lettuce club in facebook trying to find my old club and i saw that there were a multitude there were pages there were youtube links that's you amazing. know i was like what what are these i've never heard of these i'm gonna go look at them and eventually I saw that a lot of them had started popping up in 2016 and I was, you know, obviously this idea is, you know, it's, it's gaining motion with the people. They, they like the idea of stuffing their face with lettuce. Um, is there anything you want to add? Anything at all that like the kids need to know if they're going to go do this sort of thing? The most important thing is to never give up. You can eat the head of lettuce if you believe in yourself. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's so. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for talking with me. Okay. Right. Awesome. Lettuce. That's it, folks. He's gonna be here for the lettuce. Awesome. There you have it. Your co-presidents for the 2016-2017 lettuce. I almost threw up. We'll see you next year. So that's uh, our episode for this week. Uh, thanks again so much to my Lisa Mingo uh, for coming on Talk Me With Us. Obviously, thanks to Kevin Smith, uh, my now preferred uh, host of the Internet Explorer. No thanks to Ryan Broderick. No thanks. Thank you so much to uh, our producer, Julia Furlon. If she was a commonly confused idea in the Stan world, uh, ask described by stan-wars.com she would be that commercial success does not equal talent if Meg Kramer our editor was a commonly confused idea she would be that popularity does not equal impact and if Eleanor Kagan was a commonly confused idea she would be that singing live for 2.5 minutes without losing your breath or pissing yourself does not equal slaying a vocal performance. And of course, uh, Noriko at Argo Studios, uh, she would be, if she was a commonly confused idea, she would be that taking a bath does not equal not taking a bath and putting on clean clothes. I mean, Chris is I a little like, more cunning I though, right? I just love her boss mentality. If he just gets shit done, I'm, oh, my mom is probably listening. Sorry, mom. 